This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Good morning. Welcome to episode 74 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. My name is Mike Sedita, and we have the pleasure today of being joined by local realtor Kendra Wilson, and she is with Berkshire Hathaway in Wesley Chapel. Kendra, how are you doing this morning? I am absolutely wonderful. Thank you for asking. How are you? I am doing okay. I'm doing. I'm a little. Uh, I'm a little sunburned. If you, if you end up seeing this video, I'm a little bit uh, over sun for the past weekend. I went away, but you know what? We make it work. We kind of re- we roll with it and kind of do our thing. Um, <clears throat> in case you're not aware of what the Good Neighbor Podcast is, just to kind of get everybody up to speed, essentially the Good Neighbor Podcast was started in 2020 as a way for businesses that couldn't get in front of people during COVID to talk a little bit about what they do, make sure the neighbors in the community knew they were out there and able to find them and do the things they needed to do to use their services. And since 2020, the Good Neighbor Podcast has really kind of blossomed into a national podcast. We have podcasts everywhere from Tampa to Atlanta, up into Virginia, and hosts all over the country get to use this national platform for a local audience, and I'm fortunate enough to be the person here in Tampa that does it, and it allows me to talk to business owners and entrepreneurs like you. And the first question I always have is just tell me a little bit about your business. So I am a realtor uh, with Berkshire Hathaway here in Wesley Chapel. I have been a realtor for um, seven years now. And I absolutely love what I do. I have um, amazing customers and um, just have built phenomenal relationships. So I absolutely love it. And your particular business, what would be the ratio of buyers to sellers that you generally work with? You know, um, I started out more with buyers because I think when you start in the industry, you know, you're you're really just trying to help people find um, homes or properties. And now I probably have uh, 70% listings, 30% buyers, but um, I'm very heavy, um, heavily involved with with my buyers. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of, it, it flip-flops sometimes. Right. depends on the market. Well, yeah, I mean, there was a time back in 2021-ish that you couldn't, like having a listing was like having the golden ticket to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Like you, you had a listing, you did an open house and the thing was just sold and it was crazy. So everybody was out there digging for those listings. Yeah. And then now it's a little bit different, right? Because of the way the interest rate is, it's sort of affecting people who are in homes at that really low rate saying to themselves, you know, I'd love to move, but you know, my rate is 3%. How am I going to, I mean, my rate's going to double or more if I go someplace else. You find a lot of that as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I will tell you right now I have, uh, I think four homes listed in under contract. So, you know, I think, um, Thankfully, where we're located um, in the Tampa Bay area, um, you just have the the movement in and out of Tampa. So, yeah. um, you know, you're always going to have sellers. You're always going to have buyers. So but but yeah, I do have um, many people that are saying, you know, I just I just want to hold on right now. Right. And then I'll see how it looks next year. You know, it's funny is I read a stat somewhere and I, I, I can't give I can't uh, attribute it to anything because I can't remember where I saw it. Um, mm-hmm. It could have been through a social media platform. So I don't know how accurate the numbers are but in the gist of it paraphrasing this random stat was that uh 
for years, you know, on average, Tampa was seeing about 100,000 people influx into the into the uh, surrounding area. And over the past couple of years, it's been 400,000 plus per year. So it's four times the growth, roughly. Um, so there is a lot of people kind of coming in and doing their thing from all the other areas of the country that, you know, have the that Florida has the appeal to get them away, whether it's lower taxes, you know, uh, lower property taxes, no income tax, things like that. So that's that's good. I mean, that's why I always ask the buyer seller question, because <clears throat> there are so many more buyers coming in than sellers and having those. I mean, there's a lot of sellers, but not everybody's selling. Um, so it's definitely it's that's a good ratio to have it. And it's it's uh, I think what happens a lot of times, too, is, you know, you have a listing, you get an open house, you have an open house and then you start picking up buyers through that yeah. type of process, too, which is cool. It's almost like, you know, kind of like free promotion within your within the house, using the house to promote you. Which and it is. is. Yeah. It, it absolutely is. And I think that works for some realtors. Um, and I, I did a lot of open houses starting out, Mike. Um, and it, and you do you you connect with the clients or the customers and, you know, you you see how you can help them if even the house that they're in is not the one for them. So, so let me ask you this a little bit about your journey. When you were a young lady, were you like, you know, someday I just want to sell houses or did you have dreams of, you know, being an opera singer or being a ballerina or being a fireman? Like what was your, what is your journey that got you here that you've been doing real estate for seven years? Wow. Okay. So my journey, I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee. I moved, yeah, I moved to um, the Tampa Bay area in 2004 and I actually relocated with my corporate job. So I have a corporate background. Um, I was um, with the largest wireless provider for 15 years and I relocated here um, as the HR director. So I did um, human resources. That's actually my background, which has really helped me with this business. But my one of my true passions, when you ask me, you th- you say, you know, what did you want to do when you were a little girl? I wanted to be a hairstylist. So um, that's always been my passion. And I actually own a barbershop and salon in Tampa. I've had it for 12 years. So I am um, a serial entrepreneur. Uh, yeah, um, that, that was kind of leading in. That was the face I just made. Like, yeah. so so you're selling, you're showing houses uh, during the, you know, cutting hair during the day and then showing houses at night. Or do you have, is the salon kind of running in South Tampa it, and doing it? Runs, it runs itself. Um, gotcha. So yeah, it's in Tampa. I've had it for 12 years. I have three other, two barbers, another stylist. It runs itself, but I'll be honest with you. That is what relaxes me. So a lot of my um, hair clients always say, Kendra, you're going to leave us because you're doing so really so good in real estate. I kind of need that mentally right. um, to relax and, you know, kind of pour into people that way. So you said a couple barbers, like what kind of hair are you doing? I mean, so like my hairstyle is different. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff, whether it's braids, rows, extensions okay. or just straight barber. Is it a, a wide mix of stuff that gets done there? Oh, absolutely. It's the full service barbershop and salons. It's the barbershop on one side. And then when you come to the other side, it's a salon. So two different fields, um, truly a barbershop up front, TV, couches, um, barbers, you know, and in the back, we are a little more calm. So the paint is different. Um, It is more relaxing. And so we cater to to everybody. We've we've been a neighborhood barbershop and salon. I'm located on Bush Boulevard. We've been there for 12 years, actually 12 years coming up August, uh, September 1st. And, um, you know, we we have somebody that does everything. I probably think the only thing we don't do, Mike, um, is I don't have a braider. 
So that would be probably the only service we don't offer. But the guys up front, hot hot towel service, razor cuts, you know, uh, clipper cuts. And then in the, in the back, we do haircuts, hair color, extensions, um, a little bit of everything. So there is a juxtaposition there of the relaxing spa. And I've been many, you can see my haircut, you know, I've been in many a barbershop. Um, <laughs> there's just a lot of trash talk that goes on in a barbershop versus the relaxation of a spa. So do you have like soundproof wall? Like when people start talking about the bucks or they start talking about, uh, you know, uh, what's going on with the rays and all these things, it, it got, it's got to get loud in the barbershop. You know, um, so number one, we have a door. So we can close it at any time. That's <laughs> that's number one. Smart. But um, because it is a family environment, um, barbershop does get loud, but it's, it's okay. It's, it's yeah. family friendly loud. Gotcha. because. It's kids up there. It's um, fathers bringing their sons. It's mothers bringing their sons. You know, so it's um, women getting cuts. And then, you know, in the back, it is more of a relaxing environment. It's, it's a true salon. Right. And um, like I said, I, I totally did it, you know, blue paint up front, barbershop up front. Yeah. And back, it's more soothing colors. Um, you know, so it, it it's worked. So let me ask you this then, you know, that's your journey so far. Like you're a serial entrepreneur, you're a real estate person, own this salon. Any other visions of like potential future ideas of, uh, you know, another you know line of revenue for another business? Are you thinking about anything else? <sighs> you know, um, I get a lot of um, opportunities presented to me, but I will be honest with you. Um, real estate in, in the salon keep me very, very busy. Um, last year in real estate, I did uh, close to $10 million in sales the year before close to 14 million. So, um, I'm, I'm very busy. Um, and so I don't want to overextend myself because I'm also a single mother. And so, um, I have a daughter that just started high school. So her schedule is busy. She's, um, she's 14, 15. 14 and, and in the marching band. So, you know, her Very schedule. Cool. What, what school does she go to? Wesley Chapel High. Okay. Yep. So you have a 14-year-old daughter and you're a mom doing it on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's in your daughter's in the marching band. So yep. listen, so now, all right. So when I asked what your next uh, entrepreneurial thing is, you already have a third job, <laughs> uh, actually, and probably a fourth job because your mom and your dad and yep. you're a financer and you're a chauffeur so you do you know what don't even start anything else you got you got all these other gigs lined up already it's set so and we have a puppy so hey and and a puppy yeah what kind of puppy a french bulldog oh i have one of those too i have an english bulldog you can see norman in my in my profile there but Uh then uh i have uh my girlfriend has a french bulldog named louis so we have norman and louis Norman's big fat white French English bulldog and Louie's a little black and brown French bulldog. And they, I would say they get along famously, but they have their brother, stepbrother moments that they go through. But uh, they are, they're the best breed. I mean, I've had bulldogs for mm-hmm. over 20 years. I got my first one in 2003 and um, I just, I won't have any other type of breed. I mean, I like, I like the English better than the French. They're a little slower and a little lazier, right. kind of like me. So, um, so we kind of, our personalities mesh very well. So, but that's cool. So what's boy or girl dog? Girl, Chloe. And she's Oh sassy. my God. All these women in this house. Yeah, she's sassy too. So really? what, what is, what color is she? 
she is, I think they call her a fawn. So she's the tannish. Tannish color. Yeah, very so, cute. Yeah, so um, my daughter had been begging for a dog since she was five. And I just was like, nope, 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 nope. And so last year, um, I surprised her with Chloe and um, uh, went to a local breeder. And um, she's just actually been really good with her. It's taught her a lot of responsibility. Um, so, so, I mean, Chloe's just a part of the family now and she is spoiled rotten. Well, that, that was the next thing I was going to ask. So your daughter, I mean, 14 is definitely, I mean, maybe not Mm -hmm. for her, but in general, kind of starting that rebellious teenage phase and, you know, all that stuff. But Mm -hmm. your daughter definitely helps out with Chloe. She's taking care of her. Does she dress her up in little outfits or you guys not the outfit type? Chloe refuses. We tried that. Um, she'll, she'll be actually, she'll actually be two in November, but we tried that that first year, she and yeah, no, no. I had my first one. His name was Red, and he was the sweetest, most lovable dog. When you said, hey, Red, do you want to go outside? He'd start to hop and get excited. And I, I lived in the north at the time, so I had this little sweater I would put on him. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I would put the sweater over his head, he'd stop hopping. He'd sit there. He'd have his resting bee face in front yep. of me, and he'd just be like, you got to be kidding me, dude. You're going to put this on me. I got to go outside. People are going to see me. And none of mine, I've had seven bulldogs, none oh, of them no. have ever, um, ever liked to be dressed up. Even my, I had one, I had one girl bulldog. She's 14 now. Um, my ex-wife has her, mm-hmm. but she never even liked it. We tried putting her in pink tutus in the hallway yeah. and they're all just like, nah, we ain't having it. So yeah, we tried that. We got her in one dress for a photo. Um, I, I was doing a photo, a cover for a, a local magazine uh, for Mother's Day, and we got that one photo, and she was fighting and, and kicking the whole time. I bought her, I purchased her um outfit for Halloween because uh, she was going to be our first time Halloween. And let me tell you, she fell out in the middle of the floor and would not move. Move until yeah, yeah. we took it off. So that's no. a bulldog. That is a bulldog. Norman occasionally, like I've gotten him in. I put him in a little Chewbacca thing when he was uh-huh. little. He wore that for about ten minutes, and then when I moved to, to Tampa in 2019. The first Halloween, we tried to get all dressed up and exactly. stuff and make it a thing. But it's so darn hot. Like It's hot. Yeah. It is ridiculous. I mean, these kids are coming to the door, and I'm like, I want to give them water and some M&Ms. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> you're going to die. You're in full out outfit. So that is something to get used to being in the South. You know, well, I, I lived in Atlanta for a long time, but Atlanta would be warm, but not like Tampa warm. Not like at, Tampa. At, at Thanksgiving time. So, so. <clears throat> You know, we kind of went off on a little tangent there, which is great. I like that better. But, you know, tell me one of the things that like right now in the real estate market, are, mm-hmm. do you run into people who, I mean, besides the sellers who have like a $300,000 house, mm-hmm. but think they have a $2 million house and the, the buyers who think the seller pays for everything, like, is there a big myth or misconception, either buyer or seller that you run into on a regular basis where you have to educate one or the other on, look, this is not how real estate works. This is how it works. So I think, um, I think, and this will probably always be the case, but more so now because we're still coming off of 2021, 2022, you know, and and it was just crazy here in the real estate market. So even now with listing homes, um, you know, I like to educate, you know, my, my customers on, you know, the whole process of, of how you look at the value of a home. And so I like to talk to them from from the I, the lens of what I feel like a, an appraiser. 
is going to look at because, you know, the reality is not everybody's going to come with a lot of cash right. to be able to purchase your home. And so you have to go through that process. And when we start looking at pricing a home, I, you know, I sit right next to him, uh, Mike, and go over, you know, let's look within one mile radius of your home, plus or minus 300 square feet. And then, you know, let's look to see what has sold, not what's listed, because what's listed may be a dream, right? right. Um, that may be just the, the realtor that allowed the, the seller to, you know, to the take the price, right, right, just to get the listing. And so I like to, you know, really focus on, you know, um, number of days on the market, you know, for the sales and things of that nature. Not, you know, I just I really like to educate my clients more more so. So even when and, you know, I just recently went through a situation where that education meant nothing. Um, but what I explained to, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, cut a deal with them, so to speak. OK, so let's just say we go with your price and we don't get any showings in the first two weeks. Right. Are you you need to be okay with us putting the price point where I'm recommending, and ultimately that's where we end it. You know, it's it's funny is pr the pricing of a home as a seller mm -hmm. is so vitally important because you can have the most beautiful house in the world, mm -hmm. you list it for the wrong price and it sits for a month. It doesn't matter. Everything is brand new, upgraded, whatever. Right. People look at that listing and go. Why has it wrong. been on here for 30 days? So that is a huge component to it. And then the other thing explaining to people that I always found was interesting is, let's just say, let, use round numbers. Your house is probably worth about 500, but you think it's worth 700. Great. You want to mm -hmm. list it for $700,000. Even if somebody comes in and says, I love this house so incredibly much, yes. I want to pay you 700,000 for it. When you do the appraisal and it only appraises at 500, that person now has to have $200,000 cash or more to, just to get in there, right? So like if you don't if you don't price it close to the appraisal, like that that I think in all the realtors I've spoken to, mm -hmm. that almost seems like, like let me ask you this. Is that super gratifying for you when you look at a house, sit down with a buyer and you and a seller and you go Listen, I think you should price it at six twenty-five, and they say no, seven twenty-five. Yeah. And then after it sells, and they get say they get five eighty for it, and the appraisal comes in at like six hundred, like within a few thousand of your number. Are you kind of like patting yourself on the back, like buddy? I know my stuff. You know, um, <laughs> I'm actually going through that situation right now, and I gave a range, and. Um, they pushed against it and we got no showings and you know as they kept saying okay we need to drop and i said yeah but they still wouldn't drop to my range when we finally dropped to my range oh. and we got an offer and it appraised behind the scenes yeah i kind of smiled a little bit but i was yeah. you know thinking to myself well, we really could have started here right right we could have bypassed all the drama leading yes. to this point so, so yeah, I mean, obviously not in front of the client. You're not going to go, nah, 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 nah. I told exactly. you. <laughs> as much as there's times you may want to. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, behind the scenes, that's got to be pretty gratifying. So, so let me ask you this. When you're not cutting, I mean, you said it's relaxation is cut, cutting hair and doing hair and stuff. What do you do for fun? You and your daughter are outdoors people. She's in the band. Does she do band for um, like concerts or is it banned for like the marching band for football? Like what, what do you guys do for fun when you're not doing all this stuff? So, you know, she loves band. Um, she does the marching band. This will be her first year cause she's a freshman. What so instrument? Is, uh, clarinet. So Very nice. 
Yeah, she she has she's been in the band. She went to band uh, three years through middle school, and last year she made all counties. So she really is very very focused on that. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm not um, a fan of sitting out in the sun. So these football games are going to be a task. Her first one is this uh, Friday. But what do we do for fun? We travel. I absolutely love to travel. Um, I love to travel abroad. Um, uh, the Caribbean is is one of my favorite places. Okay. So time so, out. Let's just mm-hmm. stop right there. Mm-hmm. Where's the last trip you went on? Oh gosh, last trip not out not out of the country. I went to uh, Las Vegas. Before that, I went to you New Orleans. Bring your fourteen-year-old daughter to Las Vegas. No, 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 no. Oh, yes, okay. where did I go? I didn't Absolutely even know if I needed to call anybody and do no, that. You know what? You know what, Mike? Here's a funny story. This is a funny, funny story about my daughter in Las Vegas. I was actually scheduled to take this child to Las Vegas last year to see Adele. Okay. okay. All no, right. No, no. Here's the here's the funny story. Adele canceled the show. Right? Remember there was a. a it was COVID basically half of her right. crew had COVID yeah. canceled the show. We were originally supposed to go in March the year before for my daughter's birthday surprise tickets, her favorite artists tickets were amazing. Um, Adele pushes the show out. Uh, my girlfriend, a college friend and, and who I was going with, we said, we're going to hold our tickets and we're just going to wait and see. Right. She reschedules the show. I'm like, you know what? I planned it out. I am going to, um, we're going to stay in the hotel where the show is so I can run my kid through the casino to this place and then run her back to the room. I don't want her out in the casino. I'm so super excited. Now, let me also say the year before my daughter tried out for all county, she didn't make it. So last year she tried out for all county. She made it. Guess when her performance was? The day of the Adele concert. Yes, it was. Oh. It was one of the hardest decisions <laughs> I ever That's had like a Sophie's choice. That's like a Adele once in a lifetime Adele. Con- well, I guess you could probably see Adele again, though. I guess you could probably. I guess she could because she could she see her on the third row. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, look, are, are you asking me like if you and I are, are dating and your daughter's making this decision, you're coming to me saying, honey, what do you think she should do? I would tell her to go to the Adele concert. But. Listen, she sounds like she's an independent young lady and she wanted to make the decision. It's something she earned. That's a great thing for her to do. But I bet you enjoyed the hell out of that Adele concert. No, no, no. I, I didn't go. Oh, I none of you went. No, you're missing you're missing the story. Oh Look, man, I'm kid, dragging her. Say. I'm dragging her. I'm have, dragging have her. Have a kid, they say. I said, I asked her to make a decision, and she goes, Mom, crying, all county, please. So, uh, so <laughs> I did had you to, sell the tickets? Heck yeah, I sold them. Hug Stub is the best thing. Oh, I sold them in two minutes. I bet two you minutes. did in two minutes. Man, all right. So, so you, My college friend went, though. My okay. friend went. All right. And, yeah. and said it was the worst concert ever. You're so lucky you didn't go. You know what, Mike? If I ever get to show you the pictures that, that she... Oh, I no, bet. No, I the bet. that she showed with her and Adele doing selfies. Like, she Sweat, walked... Sweating. Well, you can see their sweat. Yeah, no. Oh. She walked to our row. They did actual live selfies. Oh, my God. All right. So, let that. So I, I normally ask what is a hardship that you've been through. That answers that question right That's here. It. That is the hardship. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to find another concert. So I will tell you my hardship. I, um, for my, was it my 50, uh, no, what's my 50th birthday? For like my 49th birthday, uh-huh. 
2020, 48th birthday, 2020, I ordered tickets in February for Janet Jackson Ooh. in Tampa. Got them lined up. Like, I'm ready to be pulled up on stage for the rope burn thing. <laughs> and COVID hits. And then, I'm, you know, back then you're like, oh, just six weeks. We just got to we just oh. gotta separate shelter and, and space or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, they're going to still have the concert. How can they not have the concerts? March is going. April's going. Mm-hmm. It's got to come back. May, they're like, we canceled the concert. And she never came back. I mean, she hasn't done anything since. So, yeah, I got my money back for those. I mean, that was kind of would have been jerky if they didn't give you back from COVID. But, but bummed. Like, that was my, that was a good one. I, I really always wanted to see her in concert. But and now and I, I hate think- to tell you this. I saw her in concert last July at the Essence Music Festival. She was phenomenal. Why, why you got to do that? Why, like, listen, Kendra, you know what? That's just. It was amazing. All right. So your friend takes selfies with Adele and you want me to suffer with you by throwing that in my face. All right, I, had cool. I see. I see how this is. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, <clears throat> so as we start to wrap this up, just what would be the thing? I mean, look, like, like I said before, when we first started talking, there's probably 5,000 realtors in Wesley Chapel mm-hmm. alone at this point. What's the reason, the one reason people need to do business with you over anybody else? Um, so I think uh, for me, I treat everyone, not necessarily how I want to be treated, but I treat everyone how I want my family to be treated. And anybody that knows me knows that I love hard. I love my family extremely hard. So I make sure that all of my customers are treated how I would want someone to treat any member of my family. Um, I have a ridiculous attention to detail. Um, and I think part of that is my corporate background. Right. And um, that, yeah, I, I think it's just my corporate background and just, you know, making sure that, you know, I do what I say I'm going to do when I say I'm going to do it. And if for whatever reason I can't, I communicate it. So I think that communication is critical. and. Um, yeah, I think that's why you should do business with me. So I guess the million dollar question or the $10 million question based on last year is what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? I want to list my house tomorrow. How do I get a hold of Kendra Wilson? You can call or text me 813-352-3777. Or you can go to my website, KendraWilsonHomes.com. And you can send me a message there. You can click a button to say, contact me. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. Look up Kendra Wilson Holmes. You're going to find me. We're going to include all that information when we post this and we get it live on uh, gmppasco.com. But guys, if you're listening to this and you're looking for a realtor, she's going to treat you the way she wants her family to be treated. Kendra Wilson, she's with Berkshire Hathaway, 813-352-3777 or KendraWilsonHolmes.com. Kendra, it really was a pleasure uh, speaking to you. We're going to have to talk a little bit more after this about the whole Janet Jackson comment, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that offline. Um, guys, if you if you need a piece of real estate, if you're looking to sell your piece of real estate, contact Kendra. She's your, she's your lady. Kendra, thank you so much for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast. Thank you for having me, Mike. It was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Pasco. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.